2: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, a whole lot to get to. Um, of course, Dianne Feinstein. That's, That's what I heard. It. Yep. What's going to happen now? Well, she'll just vote still. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I've heard a number of people say that already.
3: Well, <laughs> it, it, I mean, there is some validity to that. I mean, they've been doing it forever, and she's you know had no idea what she was voting on the last year. Well, she did vote yesterday.
2: That's yeah. it. Yes. You know what some people think is going to happen, Newsom. He'll appoint Kamala Harris.
4: Well, is she going to want that gig VP to? She senator? may
2: not have a choice, Scott.
4: Oh, I I don't I, think that's going to happen. I said some people. I know think well, that's going to happen.
2: That ta- that would take the Democrats out of a awkward position because they know they can't go forward with Kamala Harris. I figured he might take a
3: page out of the Rod Blagojevich and that's just to uh, go ahead and sell it.
2: In some ways, it's already happened. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So you don't think that's going to happen? It'll go to Kamala Harris, David? I, I I, don't see how that actually happens, no. Newsom could appoint himself. I don't think he'll do that either. What do you think's going to happen? Um, I, I think there's going to be some pettiness there. I mean, he does not get along very well with two of the people who are already running for Senate, uh, Katie Porter and mm-hmm. uh, Adam Schiff. They, they're... There's a big and and you know again I not having grown up in the California political scene, but as I understand it, there's a big rift between like Northern California politicians and Southern California politicians. Different mm-hmm. mindsets. Um, I mean, it, to me, it kind of all looks the same when you're <laughs> talking about like San Francisco versus Los Angeles. It's all crazy, but apparently there's some sort of rivalry there. Um, so he's going to totally screw over two of the people who are uh, currently running for that. If not three. Uh, and I'm not entirely sure who would wind up filling that position, but it's going to be just a petty fest. Well, he's
3: also said he's just going to have
4: a placeholder. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you got
3: to figure who's going to, if somebody has a political career already, you're going to be the placeholder. I don't know if I want that gig or not. Well,
2: well more on that a little bit later. Kay. Yeah. You know, we have big story with a looming government shutdown. Newsom just put it on Career Builder. I just saw that. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, there. <laughs> And then you have, well, <laughs> this problem at the border. It's a crisis, a humanitarian crisis. I think people can agree on that. Yeah. But at the same time, the border's secure. No, it's not. Democrats are still this is unbelievable. out there saying that this is an unbelievable piece of audio to me. Yeah,
4: yeah it is. Uh, one of the far-left Democrats in the House, uh, Ayanna Presley, says the border is secure, even as her own state's governor has declared a state of emergency. In Roll this audio.
2: The, uh, Jake yeah. Tapper is almost out of his mind at CNN.
4: Yeah, so Jake Tapper, I whittled this down because the entire thing is, I don't know, like eight minutes long. and I so suffered I suffered through it. Yeah. I, I whittled it down to the highlights, so it's about 90 seconds long. Iana uh, Presley, she was asked if some Republicans who are willing to shut down the government without, you know, if they don't get more border security agreements, uh, maybe they've got a point, says Jake Tapper. Roll it.
5: Uh, No doubt about it. Uh, Our our border is secure, and we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis, and we have to fix a broken system. You think it is
6: secure? You think the border is secure, or it is not secure?
5: I believe that we are in the midst of a humanitarian crisis, and there needs to be federal investment, and it's the consequence of a number of longstanding uh, broken policies.
2: This is what happens when politics overtakes your soul. Right. Right. Okay and you just can't answer an honest question because there's no way you're that dumb. But
3: well, then he asks it awesome. again and she doesn't answer it. Exactly. Yeah. I
6: I don't I don't disagree with with you, this being a humanitarian crisis at all but just to get some clarity on this and and sure that's a conversation for another day but are, do you think that the border is secure
2: I just do, is that what you said?
5: Yes, the border is secure and we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis.
2: Time out just a second. What are the latest numbers? I know two different days it was over eleven thousand.
4: Yeah, by the end of the week, it'll probably be somewhere between seventy and a hundred thousand. And what are the estimates now over the last two and a half years? Uh, the population of the greater Chicago area nine million ish. Yeah, it's huge. It's mm-hmm. been open borders.
2: That's what it's been. Anyone that's paid attention at all knows this, right? Oh no, borders secure. Says Diana Presley.
5: And we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis that has been created by a broken system.
2: Still, same if you lines. have millions
6: of undocumented migrants coming into the country, how is the border secure?
5: Jake, this is not a new crisis. Oh. Uh, it is a humanitarian yeah. crisis. Ah! We should treat it as
7: such.
6: <laughs> I, but it just seems like just such a, a refusal to acknowledge reality, just to say that the border is secure when we all know millions of people are crossing the border illegally every year
5: jake and and that is a consequence of a, a number but of but that things. means the borders not um, we have no. uh, climate refugees people that have been Uh-oh, disabled we in, go. in regions that are disabled
2: did you know that it climate would have been refugees. decades ago we would have had more illegal immigration except the weather wasn't so bad back then but now the weather is driving people to risk everything if to get into the United States. Did they see the weather uh, over the summer and the way legacy media treated the weather over the summer? You're leaving your place for climate? Well, it's hell here on Earth, according to them. Uh, climate refugees, uh. people that have been dis-
5: disabled in, in regions that are destabilized um, by extreme weather events. Sure. We have people that are violence and corruption. Yep. Uh, and so we just have to acknowledge why someone would leave um their native uh country
6: but would you grant me the point that the border is not secure
5: jake that is a conversation for another day no it's
2: not no No, it's it's really not today because the conversation should be we're not passing anything and you want to shut the government down shut it down (sighs) until you close the border yeah until it's secure
4: there's no deal and stand firm on it Well, yeah, and I I hate this broken system thing. It's not, this is not, that's the conversation that we shouldn't be having today. That's a different time. I mean, if I break my arm and I have to go to the emergency room, do I care about the new software that the nurses and doctors are struggling with? Do I care about scheduling issues? Do I care about interpersonal problems within the ER staff? No, I want my damn arm fixed because my elbow is facing the wrong way. Yeah. Stop the
2: bleeding first. Stop the issue. And then we have to understand why people are coming. We already know that. This whole root causes thing uh, with Mamala, this has always been an absolute debacle. Again, man, I hope they stand firm, the House Republicans, even though they're completely demonized. We'll see.
3: In the words of the great late Tom Petty, you don't have to live
2: like a climate refugee. If you keep up with lines like that, you're going to be on the debate stage. I am giving it to him freely. <laughs>
4: you're, you're writing jokes for Chris Christie right now, That's what aren't you? it sounds you? like. Maybe just a little bit. Yeah.
3: You didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> no, the support I get on this show is unreal sometimes. <laughs>
2: Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, just having some fun. A little uh, boomer uh, humor. I love it. Come on. Okay. Meanwhile, boomer um, humor. <laughs> <laughs> uh humor. Joe Biden yesterday, we found out some things about the family business.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. There was some money coming into Hunter to Joe's address.
4: Yeah, yeah. So we've got that going on. um, And the first hearing with the impeachment inquiry was underway. And Democrats are just throwing everything they can out there to try to obfuscate and uh, basically just confuse as many people as possible by saying, well, there's no evidence against Joe Biden. And then you say, well, wait a minute, hold on a second. I saw one headline from Reuters that said Republicans failed to present any evidence of Joe Biden profiting off of his son Hunter's business deals. But they're also, at the same time, with that article sharing a photo of Marjorie Taylor Greene holding up a message where a foreign uh, uh, businessman is asking Hunter if Hunter's dad is going to be part of the conversation because he needs to know. So that he can tell his bosses before they meet, of course. So, like, yeah, yeah, there is evidence there, and the inquiry is underway to try to get more information to see if an impeachment is warranted. That's the point of this, um, and part of the evidence that has come out that House Republicans put out there uh, just a couple days ago was a uh, well a wire transfer that went from a Chinese businessman uh, to Hunter Biden. And the beneficiary address on the transfer was Joe Biden's personal address. And according to Hunter Biden's lawyers, Hunter Biden's permanent address was not in Delaware. It, it was Malibu. in Malibu. It was in California. Mm-hmm. So why was that listed? Boy, that seems rather suspicious. Philip Bump, <laughs> one of the most <laughs> shameless propagandists in, in legacy media right now. Uh, he is with the Washington Post, Philip Bump. Uh, he wrote, again, a wire transfer was not sent to Joe Biden's home because that's not how bank wires work. Well, geez there, Mr. Fancy Washington Post, I just figured that Joe Biden would pick up the telephone and the money would pour into his ear. I had no idea. Thank you for explaining to me how wire transfers work, Mr. Fancy Washington Post man. Uh though. Well, that was their big
2: debunk. Right? That was it. It was an avowal institution. Yeah, right. Hey, 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 nothing didn't come to me. No, of course that's not the way it works. Again, the evidence is everywhere. The media, dude, they, they're just liars. That's all you can say. There's not even an attempt, to be honest. It's already fixed. It just is what it is. And we've talked about it a million times, and I don't, I'm not saying this is the answer. But sometimes, I think, when you have conversations with different friends or family or whoever, and they say, you know, there, there's no evidence Joe did anything, you, say, you should just say, you know what, you're pretty dumb. Because I've been trying to tell you for a while, you got to get your news from more than just the same old sources that you've always got them from. But you don't. So, okay, you're not a dumb person. But because you get information from people that lie to you, that makes you dumb. You have no friggin' idea what's going on. Because I always believe if most people knew what was really happening, it would get stopped in a hurry. But people are
4: brainwashed, man. And you have a clip of Biden here, David? Oh yeah, Joe Biden gave a speech on the state of democracy yesterday, seriously, and talked about trying to reassure NATO allies in Europe that America is still going strong. Okay.
2: In Europe, the NATO meeting, I sat down, it was in February, February uh, January, after being elected for the late
1: January, early February.
4: Oh, my goodness. It is. It's getting worse all the time. Just a stutter, a lifelong stutter that we all knew about for years. It's not a stutter. LLJ,
0: cool j -J, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: And the whole democracy, the fight for democracy, when the White House is in collusion with big tech to suppress information from the american people fight for democracy blah 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 yeah when your but,
3: justice department is trying to keep the guy that's running ahead of you in the polls in jail
2: yes when i signed the bipartisan introduction again which yeah, the is yes yeah. uh-huh lock up my opponent yeah that's he's democracy. way ahead of us it. it's like national treasure you got to get to the clues to figure out what the heck he's that saying that is democracy yeah i've been fighting
3: it since i've been
2: a freshman yeah of course <laughs> yeah all right whole lot going on we have some fun next all right the markley van camp and robin show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins a lot of things going
4: on today of course big news diane feinstein senator from california passed away mm-hmm. after casting a vote yesterday the democrats didn't even let her go home to die that's how did evil he, these did she people die are. in her office no she has a home in dc oh but okay. I mean her main home is in, oh, in California. California. Yeah. And at least the way you understand it, she was close to death.
2: Well, look at her. Yeah. Of course she was close to death. You gotta get that vote in there. You know? It is, man. I was getting texts from people. How evil is this
4: business? No oh, yeah. You know? I mean, the bells are ringing. They're like, uh, we got like three bells left. Get her to vote. Can we wheel her in there? And then it's like, (laughs) in Night Shyamalan plot twist, she's actually been dead for three months. Hmm. But we got the
2: vote. Okay. All right. Kill the bells. All
4: right. Great. (laughs) Got the vote.
2: Unreal, dude. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Bad deal. All the way around. But more on that a little bit later. Um, Couldn't help it. Watching Good Morning America, sometimes I don't even watch the show, I just want to see in the open what they're going to talk about. Um, Because, you know, it's government shutdown and it's House Republicans, oh my gosh. National parks across the country will be closed, as will passport renewal offices. Seven million people who rely on the nutrition program WIC would see their aid delayed. Food assistance and veterans benefits will all be impacted. That's all this, and all these House Republicans, they have this deal and then they pull out of this thing. Again, does anyone see what's going on at the border? Is that ever going to get addressed, or just thousands and thousands going to come through? Yeah, thousands and you know, thousands are going to come don't
3: through. Nobody's serious about this. Nobody.
4: I, I don't even know why you need to worry about passport renewal services. Passports don't mean anything. Nobody's walk trying across to get... get well,
2: okay, so this might not affect you, but for some of you people with more money, you wanting to get your passport to get out of the country and do some travel, and <laughs> this could affect you, too okay i guess um (laughs) though michael strahan you know part of good morning america um t was previewing the shutdown this morning here you go just for your pleasure
8: millions of americans in danger of going without pay from military families to border patrol officers some families stand to lose federal food assistance speaker mccarthy still scrambling Top White House official John Kirby joins us live with what it could mean for the military and national security. There you
2: go.
4: Does that go along with your old theory on Michael Strahan, David? A little bit, yeah, towards the end, where because he's got that little bit of a lift, um, they give him the most amount of S's possible to read. It seems that way, yeah. Well, then there's an over-under
3: going on in the control room. Absolutely there is. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: The other thing... This guy at one time was the sack leader all time in the NFL. You know, man's man. And then you see what he's reduced to on this show. It's like, you know what? Uh, a lot of toxic masculinity. Let's give him all this stuff to preview here, like in sync and things like that. I'm like, what is going on? We're just
8: man? 87 shopping days until Christmas, the season kicking off this weekend. What deals the heavy hitters are lining up for? We're all in a better place this morning With NSYNC's first song together in 23 uh, years Plus, who is in better celebrating National Coffee Day <laughs> My God
2: I don't care how much money they give you
4: Dude It, it really is the root of all evil, isn't it? Very much so Oh wow! I'm excited about In Sync. <laughs> really, are you after 23 years? We <laughs> <laughs> used
2: to get fired up to play football games, cranking In Sync in the locker room,
0: <laughs> and
2: some song that sounds like
3: it was recorded 23 years ago. Little poppy, little goofy, you know. Be something on your workout playlist, Scott? Yeah, of course it is.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, you like some of that stuff. In Sync. What have I ever said I liked it? Okay, what was it? It wasn't new edition. What was it? Uh, new Kids on the Block. Wow, you my saw in concert well, I, a lot. Yeah, my daughter was eight. Okay, got it. Yes. God. Much fun today. Oh, eight. Elizabeth Warren's got a line, and much more you got it here coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial. The Sexy Boomer. Scott Robbins. Okay, you got breaking news here?
4: Well, yeah, I just saw this come across the wire that Las Vegas police have uh, arrested a man on suspicion of murder in the 1996 killing of Tupac Shakur. What? Really? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll never know what really happened with the Mandalay Bay tragedy, but you know, we got Tupac's killer. That's good. Hmm. Yeah, i heard this over
2: the last couple of years. they still looking into this and more investigation. So... Any other information coming out right now? No, what we have is
4: what I just told you.
2: Okay, so we don't know if it really was the East Coast, West Coast thing and all
8: that?
4: No idea. Okay. All right, be looking for more on that later. Uh, But Donald Trump has been indicted again in connection with the murder. Right. That was a joke.
2: Oh, yeah, that's, well, that's back when a lot of the rap and hip-hop world loved Donald Trump, and he Mm -hmm. would be named in lyrics all the time. Yeah, that's ended no yeah
3: well it rhymed with pump and rump
4: it was easy <laughs> uh elizabeth warren making news david i know i um i i i i feel heartbroken because one of the worst people i know has made a great point and oh, it's God. senator elizabeth warren
3: this is two days in a row david
4: I know. Yeah, yesterday it was like, all right, fine. Senator Cucumber, John Fetterman made a good point about, you know, we need to take land back from the Chinese interests that have bought up farmland in the United States. We need to get rid of that. And now today I'm going to be agreeing with Elizabeth Warren, and later I'm going to give my uh, heartfelt review of the new NSYNC song. (laughs) I feel terrible. Um, No, but this is remarkable. So Joe Biden has nominated a guy named uh, Demetrios Kazukas to serve as a trustee on the boards of Medicare, Medicaid, and uh, Social Security. He also happens to work for an outfit called Clover Health, which profits from Medicare Advantage. So essentially, uh, he would be, if confirmed, one of the people in charge of reining in private companies that overcharge Medicare while also working for a company that profits off of, well, getting more money from Medicare. So this is
2: standard operating procedure. Uh, oh, Biden. yeah. Uh, Somebody for energy secretary, let's get an activist. Right. Somebody for homeland security, let's get an activist.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of foxes watching the hen house. Absolutely. Um, so Senator Elizabeth Warren said, hey, you going to quit that job? Oh.
1: Senator, I appreciate the opportunity to address your question. The role- uh, it's,
5: it's really easy. You can say yes or you can say no.
1: Senator, the role of the trustees of the Social Security Is that a yes
5: or a no? Do you plan to quit the job for which you were paid $100,000 a year?
1: Senator, I'm grateful to the president and his team for the review of my credentials and qualifications... I
5: mean, really. As well. We know you're going to have to answer this question. Is it yes or no?
1: Senator, the review of, uh, of my current activities and my credentials and qualifications... Uh, is one that all under nominees undergo and that's one that led to the president putting my nomination before this body i'm grateful for that and if i'm not going
5: to get into why the president nominated you
4: now the other part to me that's a little interesting is you know there have been a lot of rumors about joe biden whether or not he's going to be the nominee what happens if he decides he's not going to stand for re-election when would that happen and what happens next Mm -hmm. And I look across the board of potential Democrats who would love to to be in the mix as to who will stand for election next year. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: Elizabeth Warren would be one of them. Now, here she is going after a nominee uh, that her her own party's president has put forth and openly saying, I'm not going to get into why the president may or may not have selected you for this position. Like how much of this is genuine and how much of this is just trying to to carve out a lane in case there is some sort of free for all at the Democrats convention next summer? That could be, man. You could be onto something there. I mean my original thought was just sort of
2: here is another sign that the knives are coming out for Joe Biden. Yeah. That he's not gonna make it. But, yeah, I mean, she wants to be in that position. She always has.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah for her to push back on a Biden nominee, though, um, is really remarkable.
4: Yeah, and, and I mean, you've got other people out there. Like, I mean, uh, Pete Buttigieg looks like he's gotten a fresh tan and he's been dropping some weight. It looks like he's getting ready to, to try to be out front and center for any sort of Democrat Party, you know, food fight that happens if Joe Biden decides he's not going to seek reelection. It does look like a lot of people smell blood in the water, and they're trying to stake out a position as quickly as possible without doing it well,
2: Yes. Well, I mean, Gavin Newsom's running.
4: Yeah. I mean, the way he's out there
2: basically campaigning and doing the thing with DeSantis and everything else, yeah. I think we could go through the bets later on, but betting that Biden's not going to make it all the way through is looking like a better and better bet all the time. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, man. <laughs> <laughs> she has no chance. No, and part of it is she still has to put up this
4: charade that she's
2: looking out for the just common man. Yeah, I'm going to get me a beer. Oh God, that's one of your all-time favorites. Oh, no, it's so.
3: You don't she's world. a
2: regular beer drinker. So
3: pandering, God. At least if you're going to pander, do it
2: well. Yeah, I mean, man, that was consultant saying you got to appear to be like a regular person. Yeah, and <laughs> he has no idea what regular people do. Exactly. Yeah. All right, that part of the show going around the table. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention, David. Today, what's your story?
4: Well, one one of the uh, big stories of the day, of course, is uh, longtime Senator Dianne Feinstein passed away at the age of ninety. The Democrats have been wheeling her dying body. Around the Senate to try to make sure that she's casting the votes that she wants, uh, that they want her to cast. And yesterday, she cast a vote in D.C., went to her home in D.C., and died. Um, but I do—I I, want to say this: uh, there was a clip that I remember we covered it when it happened because this is when liberals really started going after Diane Feinstein, right? Or, or part of it. Oh, and- when there was the coordinated. Piece.
2: It was, yeah. what, a year and a half ago, and you had all the staffers and the insiders saying she mentally can't do it. She doesn't know where yeah. she is.
4: And and some of the seeds of that were planted a few years ago, right after she had won re-election the last time, and some activists brought in a bunch of little kids, like middle school, maybe older elementary school, and one high schooler at least in this group, to urge her to vote for the Green New Deal, because we're all going to die in 10 years. Right. And this is one of my favorite moments from a politician ever. And here we go again. Dianne Feinstein tells these little brats to shut up because they <laughs> don't know anything about anything. <laughs> and I just I want to appreciate this, OK? I don't have a lot of nice things to say about Diane Feinstein, but on um, you know, the day that we hear about her passing, I'll play this because it is a great piece of audio, man. OK.
0: Some scientists have said that we have 12 years to turn this around.
7: Well, it's not going to get turned around in 10 years. What we can do Senator, if this doesn't it get turned around in 10 years, you're
5: looking at the faces of the people who are going to be yeah, living
7: with these consequences. What. The
0: government is supposed to be for the people and by the people and all you of what the You know what's
7: interesting about this group is I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. You come in here. And you say, it has to be my way or the highway. I don't respond to that. I've gotten elected. I just ran. I was elected by almost a million vote plurality. And I know what I'm doing. So, you know, maybe people should listen a little bit.
5: I hear what you're saying, but we're the people who voted you. You're supposed to listen to
7: us. That's your job. How old are you, I'm 16. You I well, can't you didn't vote, vote for me. Well, she, we well you know better than I do. Why so I think one day you, you should years. run for the Senate.
4: Yes. <laughs> that is hilarious. And while you're at it, eat your vegetables, do your homework, and get the hell off my lawn. <laughs> you don't know anything about anything yet.
1: You need
3: a
2: little Hulk Hogan diplomacy there. Take your vitamins, <laughs> eat your vegetables. You don't understand we pander to you people to get your vote? We have no intention of doing this unless we're going to enrich ourselves. Come on. And, There's of course, they did.
3: Little kids are like robots, aren't they? I mean, they're oh, all yes. they, they, their parents just drilling into their little heads, and they just repeat the...
2: Oh, I mean, it's, it's shameful. No, that's not true, because there were some of those kids when they were three. They just knew from right. the moment they existed that they were climate activists. Yes,
3: <laughs> they were... They cried a lot during high barometric pressure, and they realized it.
2: Yes, yes. And they knew they were the opposite sex. Okay. Of course. All right, Scott, what's your story?
3: Uh, The ratings are in, and the RNC debate was the most watched program uh, Wednesday on cable TV, including streaming platforms. 9.5 million viewers tuned in to watch that. Now, that's a good number, but hang on. It's down 25% from the first RNC debate. So how do, what do we attribute that to? Well, probably lack of competition on some of the uh, cable networks. There was some probably some curiosity there, but not as many people tuned in as the first one. I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that you you can't watch. This is unwatchable now. I agree. It's, it's completely unwatchable, and it's like anything else on TV. You can't have too many characters. Yes. You know, any sitcom, any drama, whatever, there's people that come in and out, but you can't have too many because you can't follow it. And in this case, it's so annoying, it's unbelievable. So down ratings wise overall, uh, but still won the night in cable TV.
2: Yeah, most people I guess feel like DeSantis won the debate for what that's worth. That used to mean something. Mm-hmm. And I guess it still could, but when you have the front runner, forty, fifty points ahead not there. Mm-hmm. You know, most people that I know are kind of like, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, you get a few ideas, but is it worth sitting through the whole thing? Well,
3: I think you got home improvement shows that will be starting their new new season very soon. <laughs> and that will probably cut into their ratings next time out. Man, oh, man. Yeah, it's not very good.
2: I saw this, and, you know, there's a lot of talk about owning language and language matters, right? Merriam-Webster has 690 new words. Let's go. A few highlights. Um... But you can just let me know if you already know what this word is and what it means or not. Everybody ready? Girl boss? I would imagine that is a female in charge. Yeah, an ambitious and successful businesswoman, Ron yeah. Yeah. Riz? Riz? Yep. R-I-Z-Z? David? I don't know Riz. No. I only know Riz from my kids. Okay. It's just romantic appeal or charm. Short for charisma. Got some Riz. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, Now, as far as initials that are used a lot in texts, TFW?
4: uh, That feeling win. Nice, David. Nice going. NGL? Not going to lie. Again, nice.
2: Robbins is in awe of you right now. I can see it in his eyes. UAP? It's a union,
4: right? (laughs) Unidentified aerial phenomena.
2: Correct, David. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, they unionized those aliens. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Part <of> the UAP <laughs> union. <laughs> Way ahead of your time, Scott. United alien people. Uh, how about thirst trap? New in the
4: dictionary. Uh,
2: thirst trap.
4: Uh, yes. Yeah. Is that a bar? No, That that that's where somebody will post a uh, picture that is supposed to be innocent, but is perhaps a little revealing and maybe... Um, is designed to get a certain reaction from a member of the opposite sex.
2: Yes. thirst well, trap.
4: Yeah. Hmm. Like video or photo shared
2: to attract attention or desire. Yeah. Yeah. Um grammable.
4: You, know, you can post it on Instagram. Instagram? Yes. Okay, good. that one. I- Doom scroll. You'd like to participate
2: in this, Scott. Doom scroll.
4: Yeah.
3: When you scroll on things you know are going to irritate you or piss you off or something feel
2: sad anxious or angry yeah i've done that yeah <laughs> daily right yeah well pretty much yeah you could say that's what we do for the show in preparation in some yes. ways yeah yes um david it's a glorious day for you because it's actually in the dictionary now one of your all-time favorite terms what's that beast mode baby oh
4: hell yeah man that's gonna be the- up, really yeah, man rise and grind it's time to go beast mode all right David used to know a guy that was very much into beast, beast mode mm-hmm. way years ahead
2: of its time. Mm-hmm. Yes, no doubt. Um and then K Fabe. Anybody? K Fabe? Oh, K Fabe.
4: I remember Maybe. hearing that a while back and now I can't remember. I guess it, it dates back to the eighties. It's the unspoken agreement between
2: professional wrestlers and fans to pretend it's all real. Mm.
3: I'd never heard the term. No, before. I don't know how that makes sense. But okay, fake. Like we all
2: know it's fake. But just for the sake of it all, could you just pretend it's real? Still real to me, damn it. Got it. Like that guy, wrestling yeah. guy. That classic. Okay, much more to get to. Um, the Washington Post doesn't want us to use Chinese Communist Party anymore because China owns them. Oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Why do you call it the China virus? Remember that reporter asking Trump that? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it comes from China. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. guess you can't say that. Remember, that was xenophobic.
4: Yeah. What is the story with the Washington Post? David? No, Washington Post writer Philip Bump is really mad that Republicans associate the Chinese Communist Party with bad things. It's crazy. <laughs> The piece is called The Rise of Chinese Communist Party as a Pejorative. God. Analysis of closed captioning collected by the Internet Archive show that the use of Chinese Communist Party, or CCP, has been far more common on Fox News and Fox Business than on CNN and MSNBC. Well, yeah. China. Yeah, well, I mean... China has great influence over those networks, just like your paper. Right. Could it have something to do with, I don't know, a connection to the fact that CNN literally ran a Chinese Communist Party propaganda piece about the Chinese navy being more prepared to handle the coronavirus than the US navy. Yeah, they caught China. It. Yeah. Yes. Uh all right, uh but there's a clear point at which these references became more common, the start of the coronavirus pandemic in early 2020. Well, that's a bunch of BS. That that's something that the voices in his head told him. Um Because a lot of people have been talking about the Chinese Communist Party for years. Decades. (laughs) Yes. China! Well, there there was a reason, you see. uh, (laughs) President Trump (laughs) wanted to blame China and those leaders for the spread of the pandemic. Well, They were to blame. They (laughs)
3: did! Just, I know... They want to blame them for it.
4: Yeah. Yes. It was their fault.
2: It happened there. And then they tried to make up this lie. Pingling or whatever. No, it was in the lab. Follow the evidence, you hack. (laughs) My goodness. China. (laughs) (laughs) What a joke. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin show. David Van Camp and Robert Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay,
4: uh, the impeachment inquiry is a setup. That's what some Democrats are claiming. set up for what? Yeah, well, Democrat Representative Jamie Raskin claims to have Republican colleagues telling him that there's some dark conspiracy happening with his impeachment inquiry because they know the more they pull, the more Republicans actually pull on the threads with new subpoena power, with a more focused investigation. That's all under one roof, which is the purpose of the impeachment inquiry to begin with. They know that they're hosed, but they've got to try to run out the clock as much as possible with all of this. Yes. So they're just throwing every possible thing out there to try to distract, to confuse the American public. Um, Knowing that
2: the media will carry the water for them.
4: Yeah, of course. So Jamie Raskin, you know, shows up on CNN last night and well, here's. Here's, here's what the voices in his head are telling him. Okay.
6: I, I, I know that there was a lot of consternation and alarm on the Republican side to see how weak the case was. You heard that from was. Republicans? Oh, uh, directly on the floor. In fact... Like what? Several Republicans were saying to me that the right wing is now saying that uh, Kevin McCarthy actually set it up to be a failure because he didn't want to proceed with impeachment they couldn't believe that such a disaster would just happened by accident i think that attributes a lot more organization really that, yeah, that's, that's and force to Kevin, the no i, I don't okay. but I, what i mean is that it is uh now taken for granted over there that their impeachment inquiry is going nowhere and that they don't have any evidence after 9 months of this
1: uh-huh yeah.
2: unlike your fantasy world where you can just use words and in your head, believe things to be true that aren't. The reality is there's a lot of evidence. The media won't tell the American people that, but anyone that's paying attention already knows it. Think about this for a second. When you're talking to people that have a clue of what's going on in the world and in the United States, it's like already a foregone conclusion that the whole Biden family, including Joe, of course, profited off this scheme is there any question in your mind that well maybe joe actually didn't get any of the money no it's all there yeah i i mean i mean honestly do you know anybody that follows news i mean all parts of news that isn't already convinced that this is a done deal
4: no I, i i think if you followed everything with it or even most of it um you know that uh, it's it's actually unbelievable that joe biden wouldn't would not have been aware of this and would not have been getting money off of his son's business deals he got the
2: prosecutor in ukraine fired
4: yeah he held
2: him hostage the billion dollars
4: well (laughs) and, and and then you know why is it that it just so happened that every place that hunter was getting a job while joe was vice president joe said hey i'd like to have some influence on on policy in that area are they gonna eventually what they're gonna do is they're gonna say that he was just trying to be a good father because he wanted to be able to keep an eye on his son to make sure he wasn't (laughs) being taken advantage of by these people. well he's profiting off of it right okay
2: i like this because (laughs) and you got all the llc's and all this money going to all the biden family members okay
3: when they were trying to impeach how many times did they impeach trump on the hard evidence they had he made a phone call I mean, to exactly, Ukraine, exactly.
2: waiting to get dirt right on we're Joe Biden. Impeach, and he was right. Impeach crazy. him. You know, yesterday we were talking about all the different retailers closing stores, especially in major American cities, cities because of the crime issue and the coordinated retail theft, the smash and grabs. Mm-hmm. So, couldn't believe it. Saw this piece. Was it hot air? Mentioning the Target in East Harlem. They're closing down. People are very upset because there's going to be a desert there now because this is the one place where, you know, reasonably priced stuff you could go in and it says in the piece where are the people going to go now, they would have to go to the Bronx in this tight knit community of black and Latino families where specialized mom and pop stores and street vendors line the avenues target represents values and convenience for general merchandise at an affordable price. All for people on a fixed income and all within walking distance from home. What are you going to do? Why is Target closing? So basically, you know, the part of this, they're saying it's because of racism.
0: I knew
3: knew they were going to go there. I just knew it. Yeah. uh, Nothing to do with theft.
4: I would ask about all those bodegas and, you know, corner stores, mom and pop places. Why aren't they being, you know, pressured to lower their prices? To be more in line with what shoppers expected at Target. It's a good
2: good question. Because again, man, yeah. you got liberal media out there saying this doesn't make any sense. Target lays out how much money they've lost because of retail theft. Well, this Target, they had already locked everything up. They got residents saying so why? This is just corporate BS. They just don't want to be open here. Like something they have against people of color. They're a business. What are they supposed to do?
3: See where this is going. I mean, it's already going in some cities. They're going to have city-run or state-run grocery stores, and before long, you're going to have other retail outlets that are going to be run by the state or run by the government, federal government. You man, oh, man. I mean, this this is socialism. This is the slow creep. This is getting. Well, it's here. It, it, they're going to get the government involved in buying retail locations and running them themselves, where it doesn't matter how much is stolen doesn't matter because you're not accountable to anyone other than the taxpayers well they'll smoke that one up you know
2: i mean it they won't need matter. to be in business to keep open to let people go in and go five finger discount as right. much as they exactly. want exactly and exactly that's reparations and the okay. government
3: will set the prices so they're not too high they'll lose money of course because they never make money but it won't matter
2: and i'm not one to be sticking up for target no, me either. But I understand what you're saying. Well, that trans crap. They're already having a terrible year. Yeah. Okay. Enough of that.
4: Move on. Joe Biden says uh, everywhere he goes, people ask what uh, if everything's going to be okay. Joe got, uh, Joe Biden gave a what? speech on the state of democracy yesterday and says all the world leaders he talks to, they're worried about America collapsing.
1: <laughs> everywhere I go in the world,
2: and I've met now with over a 100- hundred heads of state of the nations of the world, everywhere I go, they look and they ask the question, is it going to be OK? No, they, yeah, they come to you, Joe, as they're laughing because you can't get a sentence
4: out. Is it going to be OK, Uncle Joe? Yeah, I, I actually think he just misunderstood because all the world leaders probably do ask, are you going to be OK? <laughs> yeah. And he thinks, oh, they're talking about America, of course, right. because he's senile. But really, it's because they realize that he just, you know, crapped himself and he can't get a sentence out. And he fell going upstairs again. Nobody asked him that. Nobody did. Well, we were also supposed to believe that after he got the
2: presidency, all the world leaders were telling him, thank goodness, because we were so afraid. We know the world's in good hands now. Remember that line of crap? Yeah. But now they're worried. What happened?
3: This is the old people are saying or everyone is saying there's no receipts behind it. Just throw it out there. I mean, well, all of a sudden, leaders what are is asking it? me if it's going to be okay, you know? True, international depression. Right. Based on what? Your performance? <laughs> or the orange man may
2: come back. Uh, we just don't know. Democracy,
3: we know it is going to I don't know. Open yeah. is governor, and when he'd be pre-K, <laughs> the pre-cared pre
2: Pre-care yeah. burger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everything's fine. He was speaking a different language there. He yeah. said, it's all going to be all right. Chill them, you know, female dogs out. Joe's on this. You mm-hmm. just tell him. Yep. It's all going to be fine. No one. Not done. No, no. The history books will know Trust me.
4: Okay. ABC News has a story, David. What's this? Uh, well, you know, you got the government shut down potentially coming up this weekend, and everybody's panicked about it. ABC News had the. Uh, there was dazzling coverage, by the way. Oh, yeah. Of this. Um,. They wrote during a shutdown, many agencies, such as the National Park Service, are also not permitted to update websites and social media pages. That means the viral Park Service social media promotions of Fat Bear Week would halt. What?
2: Did you know it was Fat Bear Week? Scott? No. I didn't either. Hmm. Terrible. That is awful. What are we going to do? Hmm. That's discrimination. I just can't st- – every time I hear about government shutdown now, there's that clip we had the other day of Texas Republican Chip Roy saying, you know what they're going to do? They're going to start talking about you know, military families and all this. In every report, it's the same thing. Like legacy media ever cares about military families until they can use it to their advantage. To point right. out, no, they're not going to get paid. Well, it's maybe delayed. But again, and just for clarification, as far as the, quote, hardline Republicans – and the stance of, you have to close the border. You got to secure it, or we have no deal. Do you think that's smart? Am I missing
4: something? I, I I think it can be. You know, you they just have to be a little more organized about getting that message out because, you know, that media is going to demonize you no matter what. But yes. so you've got to be out there every single day, just pounding that message that this is what we want. You have to shut down the border. We want you to temporarily suspend the asylum process uh, while we get a handle on things because this is not sustainable. You ever wonder if the leadership with McCarthy,
2: they really don't want to put that message out there. Like we're going to shut it down unless you close the border because there's so much influence from corporations and a ton of money going into those Republicans and those organizations are want the illegal immigration because they need the workforce.
3: You know how they spend this, though. Even though the borders are closed, the Republicans are right. withholding money. You know, th- it would be that. That's what they would do. They'd spend it that way.
2: I guarantee it. I think so many people in the country just want a politician to do what's best for the people they represent. I know that sounds like some back in my day old man's dream. But you would really want people to do that. If you really want to stop what's happening at the border, and it's awful for everyone involved, you just stick to it. No, shut the whole thing down until you secure the border, or we got no deal. I don't know if it'll happen that way, but it, it seems smart to me. I don't know. What do I know? Just a Jamoak. You know, <laughs> and I'm not getting a million dollars from some corporation either. No, although I'd like some, I'll go ahead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd say, we need to do something about the border, but pass the bill. Right, exactly. Right. All right, yeah. news update straight ahead. All right, the Mark Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Morley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. What you guys hear Vivek Vake Robert Swami got fact-checked in real time during the debate the other night. About what? Uh, transgenderism and kids. Oh, God. Oh, right. so I, I have heard to be about very this. clear about this. There you go.
7: I have to be very clear about this. Transgenderism,
6: especially in kids, is a mental health disorder. We have to acknowledge the truth of that for what it is. And I'm sorry, it is not compassionate to affirm a kid's confusion. That is not compassion, that is cruelty. So I will ban genital
2: mutilation or chemical castration. The failing New York Times. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is false. False? Yeah. It's an opinion. Being transgender is not a mental health disorder. Many transgender people experience gender dysphoria or psychological distress as a result of the incongruence between their sex and their gender identity. Gender dysphoria is a diagnosis in the psychiatric, diagnostic, and statistical manual of mental disorders and can be given to children, adolescents,
4: or adults. So That's, that's what they said. That's a long way of saying, yeah, it's a mental health disorder. Of
3: course, of course it is. <laughs> What, didn't they just prove that why what yeah. they said
4: yes well it was
2: lent- listed as a mental health disorder by the American Psychiatric Association until 2013 then reclassified it as gender dysphoria to remove the stigma mm. okay. so it's all part of the language
4: yeah. you know I never really understood that part well uh, other than this when, when, when the left or, or Marxist ideology starts losing an argument they just change the language that's that's absolutely their biggest M.O. Whenever they get caught having terrible ideas, they just change words. Correct. But with the whole destigmatizing mental illness, which I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of. You're not a bad person just because you are struggling with some sort of mental illness. You're not, I, I think that's okay to, to openly have conversations about mental illness. You got to pile on here, Scott? Go ahead. I know you want to. No, I'm not going to pile on. Well, like okay. I, I think it's okay to talk about how Jamie is mentally ill, and hey, I'll take that from Robbins. It's a hard. Time. No,
3: I, I, I'm trying to not to to pile on. David said what he said.
2: Mm-hmm. You're the one that always says it because of the ADD. Well, no, thing. But you I are mentally ill. But that's I okay. Don't even know if I that's don't real. listen.
3: I don't want to be that guy. I mean, you're medicated, and that's the only thing that matters. <laughs> but you but live then, a normal life. In order, I mean, to... once you're once you're off the meds, it's Mike Tysonville. But hey
4: but but as the, as we are supposed to be destigmatizing mental yes. illness those same people treat calling one particular type of mental illness a mental illness they say that's stigmatizing so we're not mm-hmm. going to call it a mental illness anymore so which is it is it okay to talk about mental illness or not that's a great question
2: the other thing that always confuses me is when you're talking about gender gender dysphoria. Uh-huh. Why is that the only dysphoria that's treated the way gender dysphoria is? That you buy into playing pretend into the dysphoria. Yeah. And other every other dysphoria is treated differently.
4: Well yes. I I do want to say my my two year old son now identifies as a police car. True story. Yeah. Says he's a police car. I'm getting him fitted with a siren and lights uh this weekend. I am yes. police car affirming. Care positive. Okay. Surgically. Oh, he can't
2: wait to pull over single black men. <laughs> you know, that's next.
3: Gonna have the he's white light, light surgically put on the top of his head. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: By the way, you know what that reminds me? You're talking about you live a normal life, but you're mentally ill, is what you say, Scott. Oh, yeah. I mean, you do. I'll you do you. the best you can. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I saw this piece that's going around online of the pettiest reason you broke up with someone. And a woman broke up with a dude that had allergies because she thought he was weak. Oh, no, golly. I thought Whoa. it was a sign of weakness. Yeah. Well, she did you
3: a favor, buddy.
2: <laughs> Can you think of the pettiest reason you broke up with someone? The thing I think, it's not really about, it was like a grade school thing. You know, I have a, it's my girlfriend. You're like in fourth or fifth grade. I'm walking this girl home and... She has these shoes on. I didn't know it at the time. She would, like, scuff the sidewalk with the shoes. I thought she was farting. (laughs) I thought she had a bad case. So it was kind of like, Oh, no. And I'm like, oh. And the next day, I'm like, yeah, tell her her I broke up with her. Why? I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Michelle Brubaker, if you're out there, (laughs) I'm really sorry. I didn't know. Okay. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Well, dude, I was kind of grossed out by it until I understood, oh, that was well, it. But then I figured out it's just over it. Anyway. It reminded
0: me
3: of the Seinfeld episode where he breaks up with a girl because she eats her peas one at a time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> biggest story today, David? Uh, biggest story of the day. There are a few things popping. One is the Democrats' desperate spin away from the impeachment inquiry. The other, of course, is the ongoing invasion that we have at the southern border. Um, also, uh, well, Diane Feinstein, 90-year-old senator from California, Has died. They let her die on the job instead of being at home surrounded by friends and family in California. She cast a yay vote and then Yoda out. Wow. All right. Updates on that. And I
2: another petty reason somebody broke up with someone is hilarious. I got to share this with you coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. The sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins.
4: Did you have a news update you wanted to get to, David? Uh, just so you know, people will freeze to death if there's a temporary government shutdown. I don't know if you freeze knew that. Freeze to death? Yeah. Uh, this comes to us courtesy of a conversation on Capitol Hill and the House of Representatives as uh, Democrats and Republicans are going back and forth over a spending bill. And, uh, well, there are some hardline bad republicans who think that you know maybe stopping the invasion at our southern border i don't know might be something that we should prioritize right now yes i agree uh rosa deloro a democrat out of the uh, great state of connecticut uh went after a representative uh from south dakota talking about how people in south dakota in particular are going to die if the government shuts down. It
7: gets cold in the wintertime in South Dakota, but the gentleman is happy to see 24,000 individuals not get energy assistance, low-income heating assistance. So there may be taking up a collection of hats and coats, and gloves, etc., because they're not going to get their liehe benefits in a cold climate.
4: Dude, I mean, if we need to do a, a hat and coat drive for the people of South Dakota, I'll do that if you stop the, you know, invasion of the southern border. Yeah, just stop that. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Now, her
2: name. I'm sorry, man. I'm taken back. This is Connecticut. Yeah. Right. And I'm stereotyping. I admit it. But I'm thinking, okay, a Congressperson from Connecticut can certainly read.
4: What's that person's problem? Uh, they just get lost in that. Were they just free Now, Rosa DeLauro, her name rang a bell, and okay. I, so I searched my archive, and uh, she was the lady who was going on about crash test dummy equity. Oh, if yeah. you remember that, I have the audio <laughs> clip. If you want to hear yes, it, no, oh Please. my God! You awesome. also
7: plan to make important investments. To uh, address the roadway safety crisis, including the critical funding that would accelerate the development. And this is an area I've I've written to you about of the use of female uh, dummies in crash testing. This will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety (laughs) and crash victims.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Honestly,
7: we got so many people running the country that you wouldn't
2: hire for your business. mm -hmm. It's amazing. Like, get that dope out of here. There's no way you'd hire her.
4: We're so screwed. It is absolutely critical to fund research into crash test dummies with breasts. But, I don't know, funding uh, by the halting of an invasion at our southern border, no, we don't need that. Yes. What's admitted to be a
2: humanitarian crisis, okay? The border's secure, yet we have a humanitarian
4: crisis. That's what we're to believe if you Mm -hmm. listen to these dopes. Ayanna Presley? Yeah. Well, yeah, she was on CNN being interviewed by Jake Tapper and even Jake is like, "Hey, you know, this is you can at least agree that the border is not secure right now."
5: Yes. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh our our border is secure and what? we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis and we have to fix a broken system Wait, and we also se- You to think cover- it is
6: secure? You think the border is secure or it is not secure?
5: I believe that we are in the midst of a humanitarian crisis, and there needs to be federal and investment. It. And it's the consequence of on, a number Jake. of Ma- uh, broken on,
6: policies. Sure, I i don't, I don't disagree with with you, this being a humanitarian crisis at all. But just to get some clarity on this, and and sure, that's a conversation for another day. But are, do you think that the border is secure? I just, do, is that what you said?
5: Yes, the border is secure, and we are in the midst of a humanitarian crisis Jake, that has been created in, by a broken system.
6: But if you have millions of undocumented migrants coming into the country how is the border secure
5: jake this is not a new crisis uh it is a humanitarian crisis jake, We should treat it as such come on,
6: man. I, but it just seems like just such a, a a refusal to acknowledge reality just to say that the border is secure when we all know millions of people are crossing the border yeah. illegally every year
5: jake and and that is a consequence of a, a number of things um, we have uh, Jake, climate refugees, people that say, have been displaced. Dis- what you're in, in saying is of- nonsense. It just grow up here, dude. Um, by extreme weather events, sure. we have people that are sure. violence and corruption. Yep.
2: The reason people are coming here because of weather events, Jake. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Uh, and so we just
5: have to acknowledge why someone would leave no. um, their native Jake, uh, country.
6: But would you grant me the point that the border is not secure?
5: Jake, that is a conversation for another day. No, it's not.
6: No, <laughs> it's not.
2: Seriously, you need a, a mental test for that person that cannot say that the border's not secure when we have the problem they we have. You can't serve.
3: Can't. And they can't. refuse to say it. They just refuse. The, Mallorca's lies about it. Of course. They all lie about it. Yes. It's just one. And the thing is, it's so un, it's so provable. It's so provable. This isn't conjecture. This isn't he opinion. Was. This isn't an untested theory. It's <laughs> happening.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry that your freakouts make me laugh. God damn it's been this I way just, for years. I, but I, <laughs> I got up like it. that this morning. It's never going to stop. I'm
3: like, what is going... What's wrong with these? It, I couldn't believe Why it are I saw we it. accepting that from these
2: people? Why is this country... anyway? Sh- Jake should have said, listen, you're a hack. Stop okay? lying. You can't ever come on this network again. Because we can't have this in this no, country. No, we can't. This has to stop. And
3: it has to stop from Majorcas and his ilk, too. He needs... The border is Test something. Help that guy out. Golly! But Mayorkas said that what three months ago? The border is secure. I
2: know. I mean, oh, put
3: a dog collar on him. There's the old shocker. All right. Again, we can have a conversation about whether aliens are actually here or not. We can have. We don't. We don't know for
2: sure. You're going to get me ramped up. Then I'm going to go off to. And I know it's frustrating. Diane Feinstein. That. That's what I heard. Switching gears, yeah, that'll usually do it. When you mention somebody died, yeah, somebody died. <laughs> she did cast
4: that vote, though. They got her in there to cast the vote, <laughs> and then gone. That's really something, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I mean, this is how evil this entire business really is. Is that a... that close to death? Yeah. Can, can we get a vote out of her? You're, you're on your. You think death that's possible it. yet? Uh-huh. You know. You
2: got the AC/DC rolling. Hey, maybe a little time with family. Ah, no, I think she can cast the vote. Let's get her in there. Yep. Thank you. God. Appreciate your service, Diane. Rest in peace. See you later. Okay, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Wow. Well, the knives were out for her a while back. Mm-hmm. Now we'll see what happens. We
4: have our different theories of what might happen. Well, didn't Newsom say he's going to have,
3: he's going to, he would replace the seat with a, uh, a black female?
4: Well, I, I think he's being pressured to do that. He did say there would be a placeholder because okay. I, I think the implication is that he didn't he didn't want somebody who's currently running for that seat to be appointed. Because that he didn't want to interfere in the primary, he didn't want to interfere in the election or anything like that. And also, well, a the, the couple of the top contenders he doesn't like very much. So if there's a chance to screw somebody over, he'll take it.
2: And I still wonder if there's anything to the theory that he puts Kamala Harris in there to get rid of the old White House problem. No, You're not buying it. David, I don't buy don't But I'm buy thinking it. it's possible. No. I think that would be a step Bi- down for her, and she's not going to do that. Her ego would never let her. Not to go off on a tangent, because we've got a couple other things to get to. We keep hearing from Democrats, we've got to replace whoever with a black female. Are black females right now underrepresented in Congress? I'm just asking the question. That, i don't i don't, I don't know what the numbers. answer to that is in the senate right, well, we'll i crunch guess, the numbers i'm if i had to bet right now i would say no
4: well i, I don't know we'll crunch them if yeah. you're if you're looking at the senate in particular probably then yeah. i just mean overall
2: um, we have to have it you know
4: congressional so, members yeah yeah well anyway uh Okay, Des Moines Register talking about Dianne Feinstein, of course. Oh yeah. By the way, they—I they, know that newsrooms all over the country are shells of themselves right now. Yes, but they can't even do a Wikipedia search. Des Moines Register said that she was that Dianne Feinstein was the first female senator. Nope, that's not true. She wasn't. I mean, like the first female senator was appointed like what in 1922 or something like that. When Dianne Feinstein was 60. Well, from your background in news, you know what it's like these days. Mm-hmm. There's no one there, no. except
2: for either interns or people fresh out of school,
4: yeah.
2: That can't find a whole lot. Just total rookies on the gig, and like well, whatever. Because yeah, th- that whole business is absolutely decimated. Okay. Oh, dude, I got an update on something. Talked about this book that came out, uh, the two parent privilege written by someone, a woman that says she's moderate, some would say she's left, Melissa Kearney. The backlash to this has been actually hilarious from the left. It's controversial because some feminists are deeply suspicious of the idea that kids, they grow up with two parents. You know, statistically you see how the benefit is great in all of these different areas, okay? Mm-hmm. You can say, well, that doesn't seem right. Well, it's just the reality. And that doesn't mean that every two-parent household is perfect. Of course not. But you're just following the statistics. Okay. CNN has a piece that actually, it seems, would agree with it. Because in this piece, was it Jill Filipovic? Says, okay, the data is robustly supported, demonstrating um, that this family formation has all these benefits. Um. But the problem here, more than anything else, is that conservatives are to blame for the decline of marriage. What? Yes. Saying that most people want to get married. The problem is that for decades, largely conservative policymaking have fueled inequality. Gutted the working class and left a generation of men isolated and underemployed. And impoverishing families and making it harder for women to both control their own fertility and find suitable partners.
4: Uh,
2: yes, w- it, it, it is an example of no matter what happens, you get everything you want with your policies, and you see the destruction, and you still try to find a way to blame the other side.
4: Yeah, that that's brainworms right there. I mean, there's a there's a lot of things. I mean it. it It's conservatives that have taken away the masculinity of men. Is the 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 point
3: men aren't successful enough or don't make enough money to attract a woman? Is that what they're saying?
4: Partly yes. Or that they've been emasculated some... Yes. Because of... I mean...
2: Because of the policies of taking away uh, equality and gutting the working class. That's conservatives' fault.
4: Boy, how do you... Boy, that's like having five different conversations with the voices in your head all at once, isn't it? I I can't make heads or tails of that. You want to have a conversation about globalization and outsourcing of jobs. Conservatives have a lot of blood on their hands with that. There's no question about it. Yep. But there is one party right now or one political ideology right now that is saying that, uh, well, it's actually a good thing if boys become girls and that. Well, men shouldn't act like men because that's toxic. Right. Oh, and and if it's not the right time for you to start a family, kill the kid. That oh ain't yeah, conservatives they're out all about there that banging that. Oh, I
3: know. Well, okay. and aren't we to believe that also the ideology is women don't need men anyway? Yes. Right. I mean, they don't need. I, they don't need you. I mean, they don't need you for your they income. Don't need kids. What the hell? What, what would it matter if they're making less no. money now and they're less attractive that way? What is that saying about women too?
2: By the way. Well, they just they just want guys well, who, who make a lot of dough really women are miserable right now and looking for someone to blame i mean that's part of know. it some are honest enough to say it yeah let, be 10 minutes on social media you'll
3: see the misery duffel bags full of
2: it by the way i mentioned this earlier there was something else that this thing that's going around talking about the pettiest reason you ever broke up with somebody uh i thought of you scott Really? Okay. So My cat said hello to her, and she didn't say hi back. Oh, yeah. Well, you if your go. cat said hello to a date and she didn't say hi if back. If my
3: cat says hello to a date, I, I'm going to make a lot of money with that cat traveling around the country.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One dude also said he had a first date with a woman who said, excuse me, I have to go tinkles. And he said that was it. He couldn't take the terminology. He yeah, see, that's a red flag, tinkles.
4: Yeah, but the deal breaker, right? I got to go tinkles. It's like your second date is going to be at her cousin's wedding. Gonna, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she's not going to yeah. tell you ahead of time.
2: No. Oh, I wonder what she says when she got to go number two. Anyway. <laughs> I got to go poo-poo. Oh, boy. News update. Oh, and our Friday Five's coming up right here. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot of talk in national media about the fear of a government shutdown. You got that going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like that controversy with Ibram X. Kendi, Henry Rogers at Boston uh, University. Um, well, white liberals got what they wanted. And poor Henry Rogers got caught up in it. That's part of uh, what we're to believe now. Mm-hmm far as the failing new york times okay maybe we'll have time to get into that a little bit later uh two
4: things real quick police did a welfare check on britney spears Mm -hmm. david you want to know that no she was playing with knives and i mean she is unhinged and should never have been let out of that conservatorship i saw some of that video Oh yeah. my God. Did you see the side-by-side of that? It's got the, the theme yeah. song to Halloween, and there's a guy wearing a Michael Myers mask yes. mimicking the dance perfectly. Yeah. Oh, boy. She, uh, who does that? I mean,
3: you're,
2: you're I, kooky. I've said before, okay, none of us know her. I don't want to see anything bad happen to her. The no. whole thing is just kind of sad. It is. But you see the people freaking out over every little thing with Britney Spears. You're like, you have that much time in your life? Really?
4: No do man. Okay. And then the reason for our Friday Five today was something that made a lot of news, David. Well, yeah. I mean, apparently we have another crisis happening in our nation's capital, and that is that uh, China wants its panda bears back. It's what we've heard. Including the babies that were born here. The Chinese yes. don't believe in anchor babies. Yeah. So. So
2: in honor of that, David said, why don't we do the... Greatest list of songs with a zoo animal in the title. A zoo animal? Yes. So not just pandas, Scott. Think of other zoo animals. Mm. Could be what a camel. Yeah. Could be a tiger. Could be a lot of different things. Think about it for a second. Greatest songs of all time with a zoo animal in the title. Mm. If you want to get in early, the number one 485 mvcr And we'll kick it off
1: next.
2: The Markley-Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, thank you for being here. It's Friday. That means the Friday Five, our
1: big countdown. Like the countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Countdown, Friday Five. Why are we doing zoo animals again,
4: David? Well, because the Chinese government wants its panda bears back. Uh, it lent some pandas to the National Zoo in Washington, D.C., and uh, they want their pandas back. Oh. This is a total disaster. Kung Fu Panda not happy. And apparently this is a, a national nightmare. This is terrible, awful, whatever. Yes.
3: I love Kung Fu Panda. I do too. I do. Uh, the number is one eight eight
4: eight four eight five 888 485
2: mvcr As always, we take a song and say, how big a hit or how iconic was it? Go, how much does it stand the test of time? And then how much do you personally like it? And put it all together. Uh, since we're doing... The countdown based on the story on Pandas. Uh, the song Panda from Designer is honorary.
0: Panda, panda, panda. What, what, you don't know like this, Scott? No.
2: <laughs> oh, this was a Pretty big cool one in, like, 2016. Wow. In it was? I only know this because helping coach a 12-year baseball team, I have heard this more than any human should ever have to hear it. Yeah, that was like a one-hit wonder thing at the time. Wow. Whew. Okay. You
3: know, I, I should have stayed in for top 40 a little bit longer.
2: Yeah, because you could have been doing your playing. morning zoo show. Scott yeah. Robbins bringing you Designer with Panda. Panda, Panda,
0: Panda. Panda. I got broads in the
2: Yeah, I could say it's not a zoo, but it smells like one.
3: Hey! Hey! 18 minutes past 8.
4: <laughs> 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 Who's up first today, David? Let's talk to Joey in Salem. Hey, Joey.
2: Hey, happy Friday, fellas. Joey, happy Friday to you, bro. How you guys doing? Good. Great, man. What's up? This is a. Uh... Pretty good category
3: you guys have this week. Thanks. And I am I'm gonna to have to go with Survivor's Eye
0: as a tiger.
2: Oh yeah. Well, Joey, you're gonna have a great weekend. Yep. I can tell you. Number one. You want to feel old, mind, Scott? Yeah. Love this love was, was out five so years before Van Camp was born. Golly! <laughs> Are we going to see the movie in
4: the theater. What movie? <laughs> see? <Yeah. laughs> Rocky Three, Clever Lang. What's... You just said a bunch of words I don't understand. I understand. What year was this out? 84?
3: 83? Usually I get these right. I was thinking that's 82. It might be 82. I don't know. Um, it was before Jimmy Jameson was a singer. Okay. Whoever that Survivor. guy was. Because that guy ended up doing like car lot jingles and. For for toaster pastries and stuff like that, but it was the breakout song. Yeah,
2: yeah, and it seemed to go away for a while, and then it came back. Oh, years back. later. Oh, there's yeah. no doubt about it. That is a test of time a big hit. There you go. There's your number I one. I still hear
3: the in my head the intro to that
4: song, like daily or no. <laughs> well what do you mean well right when i'm trying to bite my own face yeah right around that time (laughs) you're feeling stressed out you start smelling toast and yeah Yeah. there you go and the jingle for survivor eye (laughs) of the tiger all right who's next let's talk to mark in portland hey mark hey happy friday gentlemen uh been a good week
2: thanks mark appreciate it hey uh wanted to uh, throw out, the
6: I think it's a one-hit wonder, The Tokens with The Lion Sleeps Tonight.
0: Oh, yeah. In the jungle, the, jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. In the jungle, the
2: jungle, Everyone would be happier, if had the backup vocal. Oh, love it, this has been used for comedic effect in so many movies.
0: Oh
1: yeah.
8: It's hilarious. <laughs> just fun. I
2: have a fifth grade
3: teacher who were studying Africa who put this thing on nonstop play for like seriously. For like forty-five minutes of the class. It just played and played and played and played over and over and over again.
4: Because you were yeah. studying Africa. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so
3: we had that going on in the background.
4: It's fantastic.
3: (laughs) That was a day from hell, man.
2: (laughs) All right, who's next? Thank you for that story. You're welcome. (laughs) The educational
4: value of the tokens of the tokens when (laughs) studying (laughs) the continent of Africa. (laughs) All right, let's talk to we got (laughs) we got Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. Good
2: morning, gentlemen. Greg,
4: Greg. Good morning.
2: Well, afternoon, wherever you are. I woke up this morning
6: so happy cuz I thought I was going to hear some uh Sarah McLaughlin for uh Diane
2: Feinstein. You guys didn't get that. Oh, oh man, <laughs> we got to work on that one. <laughs> Usually David is thinking Sarah McLaughlin no, when there's a loss. There's well, no doubt about wait, that. I,
4: I already put that together and it was actually part of a PSA about how we need to save octogenarian and, you know, elderly and dying Congress critters, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like Dianne Feinstein, <laughs> drooping eye and whatnot, Oh, like, looking God. out through a dog crate. Wow. Holy smokes. They're better late than never. Yes, Greg.
2: Yep. Before I get to my uh, song, who do you guys got dying next?
4: Oh, you talking about oh, the trifecta? Deadpool?
3: Scott yeah. usually <laughs> plays this
4: game. Oh, man. I bet there's betting odds on that. I'll look Oh, there. Oh, I know there are. <laughs> yeah. I'm not testing that.
8: Let's go let's go with uh For Monica, let's go brass monkey. I don't think the by the Beastie Boys, I don't think this is a zoo animal they're talking about, but let's do the brass mm. monkey.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Did you play this in top forty? No.
2: This was like almost without a format, but it was huge.
4: Yeah. And then it I guess they got in TV. Went away forever. Yeah, then came
1: back. I only played one Beastie song. Fight for your right. Yeah, that was it. Yeah.
2: Okay, songs with a zoo animal in the title is the Friday Five. I have a tiger from Survivor number one. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Dave. Hey, Dave.
3: Hey, how you doing, guys? I uh, appreciate the show. I'm going with uh,
1: Crocodile Rock by Elton John.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, we're still going Beastie's. <laughs> number four. <laughs> When I was a kid, I had one of those k albums. Yeah. yeah, And this was one of them. And then I ended up getting the John Greatest Hits. As a kid. Yeah. Something about a gazillion copies. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, so I do like this song. There's one part I wish wasn't there.
4: Yep. Yeah. And that part ruins it for you, Dave. It does. And I, Well, that and the little...
2: Yeah. Imagine if you put guitars there. Yeah. And be, be, be that
3: 50s vibe to it, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You like it like that.
3: Well, I like I, mean, I don't. It's not anything from Elton I reach for. I reach for some Elton John, but that's not
2: one of them. No. Oh, I just had an Elton John song come on yesterday. I like a, one of those playlists that mm-hmm. you have like it's metal. It's, 8,000 it is songs. Yeah. Yes. It's um, and it was somebody saved my life tonight. That's Christy, a great Christ song, Christy. man. Yeah,
4: really is. Okay, who's next? True story, well, by the way. That's all. I'll uh, talk to later. Let's talk to Sue in Las Vegas.
7: Hi, guys.
4: Hey, Sue. How are
2: you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing awesome. great. Thanks for checking in. Okay,
5: here we go. Elvis, kay. teddy bear.
2: Oh, good call. We were talking about Elvis for a while yesterday. <laughs> I love so, it's interesting because as a millennial, David, you're thinking Test of Time on this isn't like some of the other big Elvis songs. No, I don't, I don't think Test of Time is very good. What do you think, Scott? Well, the Test of Time wasn't great, no. Okay. It my, should be. My parents had this record, though. I heard it a lot. Oh, no. me too.
4: Yeah. Great memories with that. Okay, who's next? Uh, Let's talk to Eileen in Wisconsin. Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Hello.
2: Hello. (laughs) Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. What you thinking? Song with a Zoo Animal, Eileen.
5: Hungry Like the Wolf by Brian Rand. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. How long have you been listening to Duran Duran?
5: Well, I won't tell you how old I am.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of your favorite bands at some point in time, right?
5: At some point in time, yes.
2: Because every girl I think I knew at a certain point in time in the 80s, Duran Duran was their favorite True. band. True. It, it just was. Number two. Good job, I Eileen. Mean. Like the posters all over the, world, all over the place. It's phenomenal. Didn't they, you were not top 40, you played all this stuff. Oh, all of it, yeah. Didn't they, like, break records from the Beatles and stuff like that no, at that time?
3: insanity. They yeah. had, like, three or four records at the same time on the top 40. I mean, it was, it was nuts. Yeah.
7: I was thinking about
3: this.
2: Do you think this song would be a hit today? No. Lyrically? Nobody's going to play it. Who's going to play it? I mean, not sonically. Oh. I'm just saying lyrically. Because now I think people would say it's a little stalkerish, you know. Well, mm. that is
3: true. He's on the hunt. He's after her. Well, Stalked was, in the forest, too close to hide.
4: Yeah. I'll be upon you by the moonlight side.
3: Well, some Simon LeBond lyric there. I
4: mean, yeah. if that's, if that's sung by a woman, then it would be a hit. Yes. Yes. Mouth is alive with juices like wine. Yeah. And I'm hungry like the wolf.
2: Whatever, dude. <laughs> Mm-hmm. See, you yeah. didn't even know that lyric was in there, did? No, I didn't. I didn't. I,
3: I, I. I, you, I Do you want I, me to read more lyrics like a that? The old man. That's I, really. That's real. That's really the only Duran Duran song I can even tolerate.
4: I, I just, I just didn't realize Bill Cosby was writing lyrics for Duran Duran. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's not stalking if the woman wants it, David.
2: <laughs>
4: God. And with Simon <laughs> Le and Duran Duran, the women
2: wanted <laughs> it. Yeah. Just all telling right. you. Uh, all right. All right.
8: Wow.
3: Oh, come on. Take a joke. Name name of a biography. <laughs> it's not stalking if the woman wants it.
2: <laughs> okay. It's songs with zoo animals in the title. The number, 1-888-485-MVCR. We'll wrap it up next. <laughs> <laughs> the Marshall of Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update and the Robbins trifecta coming up. we got to finish up our Friday Five, which this week, greatest songs of all time with a zoo animal in the title because China wants their pandas back. Whatever. You're not getting them. Anyway, I have the tiger surviving number one. Hungry like the wolf. Duran Duran at two. Crocodile Rock. Elton at four. Still looking for number three and number five. We've had some great honorable mentions as well. The number
4: one, mvcr And up next, David. Uh, let's go with BB John in Wisconsin.
1: Hey, boys. How's my brothers from another mother? Yeah, good, Good man. brother. How are you? Good, good. I just saw Brandon the other day, and I said, hey, how's your incontinence? And he goes, well, oh, it all depends.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, good one. Well done.
1: All uh, right, guys. I am,
3: man, I love listening to your show. I'm on the road a lot, and I can't get the
1: chance to call in, but. I finally got through. i I'm going to give you, how about the Rolling Stones, the Monkey Man?
2: Oh, dude. I love that. Yes. I am just a monkey man.
0: I'm glad you are a monkey. One, two.
4: This is my top five stone song. Gosh, I love this <laughs> Oh, I do, too. If it were just personal life, this would be definitely the top five
2: kind of movie. Oh, me, too. Yeah. Well, there's another Stone song that did make the top five. Number five. It's iconic. Oh, yeah. It's a test of time. And I do like it. It's not Monkey but If I'm reaching, I'm going Monkey Man. Yeah. But again,
4: that's not part of the criteria. It's a big one. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to John in Connecticut. Hey, John. Hey, greetings. Today from deeper blue New Jersey, where, you know, they pump their donors, not their gas. <laughs> there you I go. Gold bars while you were there. That's right. Uh, absolutely.
3: So I thought I had the perfect pick with uh, the Eagles' lion eyes, but Corinne Jean-Pierre already called in for it. So I'm going with Peter Gabriel.
2: Shock the monkey. <laughs> Shock. Man, I got to tell you, uh, John, I feel like Robin's let you down a little because I asked yesterday, okay, take out, test the time, or how big a hit. Just your favorites. This is the one you mentioned. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't make it. It was a big enough hit. It was yeah, damn well, It wasn't a huge hit. Test the time, David. Yeah. Oh, you think it's down. Okay, sure. Yeah. All
4: right. Didn't make it. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Terry in Delaware. Hey, Terry. Hey guys, how you doing this
6: weekend? Great, good. Terry. Great. How are What's you going? This is Terry from Brandon
2: Falls, Delaware. Brandon Falls, we love you, man. Hey, listen. the uh, The theme this week is a good one. It's going to be noted in the history books.
7: <laughs> and not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> and before I give you this, I want to give a shout out to WXDE for bringing you to
2: Delaware every week, guys. It's a great show. Yeah, thanks. thank you so WXDE, much, man. Appreciate WXDE, that. Appreciate that, yeah.
6: So, my uh, pick for this week is from the band The Sweet, and it's Fox on the Run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Number three
0: Fox
2: on
4: the Run. everybody What a great on that band, man.
2: have all these 45 still yeah good stuff good stuff we were talking about it yesterday you know about this song in particular and then it comes up randomly on a playlist for me yesterday and i screenshot it and sent it to you guys we can listen to somewhere yeah Mm -hmm. something's up very cool yes okay so that's the five survivor duran duran sweet elton john rolling stones um and some of the other honorable mentions um, and I know someone called in for it. We didn't have time to get to them. Ted Nugent
4: and the version on "Double Life Gone. this is so freaking awesome. It goes about 2,000 miles an hour, man. I yes, it does. Fast.
2: It is great, man. We have a bunch of honorable mentions. We didn't have a chance to get to, but yeah, great list. This is
4: the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Switching gears. Biggest story today, David. Uh, Biggest story today, of course, you've got the invasion going on at the southern border. And it does look like the uh, House of Representatives was not able to get a vote in order to avoid a government shutdown. So it looks like a government shutdown is on the way. All because Democrats apparently like what's happening at the southern border. Well, again,
2: we have... A big representative out on media from the Democrats saying, the border's secure. Yes, it's a humanitarian crisis, but the border's secure. How does that make any sense? Yeah. Of course it doesn't. So we'll get to that. And then you got your big three today, Scott. Yep. The trifecta. Straight ahead, right here. All right. The to Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp.
4: Well, uh, it looks like uh, we are barreling towards now officially a government shutdown because a last ditch effort by Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy failed to garner enough votes to pass. Um, you know, they're saying hardline Republicans are to blame for this, but some Democrats joined him in this, and it's I it look, it's pretty simple what the equation is here. There are enough people in congress fortunately who say hey we need to prioritize what's happening at the southern border and unfortunately there are a lot of people in congress who say what's the problem exactly the, i mean
2: you had presley out there saying well it's the border's secure it's a humanitarian crisis yes yeah but it's secure it's like what and you knew this is the way this was going to play out and media would go along with the Democrats and blame the Republicans for this. But again, to anyone paying attention to what's happened at the border and continues to happen every day, it has to stop. Don't you think this is the yeah. time that these Republicans can say, we're not doing anything you know. until we secure our border?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you just have to have a united message uh, if you're on the holdout side. You know, you can't yes. start talking about other things. It's got to be this one thing. Yes. And make it clear because I think most people now even in places like New York and Chicago understand we got a freaking problem. Uh and it's not just some Republican right-wing talking point here. There is a huge problem happening right now. And it's been happening for quite some time and you have to make that clear. You know, I, I think this is getting cast as some by some Democrats and people like Kevin McCarthy as saying, well, you know, we really don't have the leverage because we don't have the Senate, we don't have the White House, you know, what are, what exactly are we going to do? Well, you do actually have leverage if you're asking for one thing. You know, let me play a couple of clips of something.
2: And I just want to know what your reaction is to this, because as I was watching this play out this morning, just to see legacy media, how are they handling all this? In the open for Good Morning America, you got Strahan talking about the government shutdown, right?
8: Millions of Americans in danger of going without pay, from military families to Border Patrol officers. Some families stand to lose federal food assistance. Speaker McCarthy's still scrambling. Top White House official John Kirby joins us live with what it could mean for the military and national security.
2: So... Food insecurity. He's going all this stuff, right? Playing that part. Okay, a little bit later, and this is still in the open, the first 15 minutes of Good Morning America. They do mention the fentanyl crisis, which, of course, we know is coming through the southern border. They don't relate the two so much. But is this something else, actually, when it comes to your town, that's when you start to pay attention to it?
7: Fentanyl epidemic. Authorities say they seized 40 pounds of the drug, enough to kill a million people, after prosecutors say a suspected drug trafficker took this roller bag full of lethal doses on the subway. Oh.
4: Yeah. The fentanyl is supposed to kill all those people in flyover states. Right, as long as it's... In like places like Ohio and West Virginia and others, I mean, yeah. who cares about the the uh, overdose epidemic? Who, hey, right. who who cares? Oh my gosh, they found it on the subway. That's where real people live. Hey, this could be a problem, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, do you people understand how all this works? Because you always wonder, are you just that far gone as far as being told what to do from the overlords? Or do you actually believe this? Or that dumb? And you always wonder. Well, not quite sure. Yeah. All right, Scott, you ready for your big three? Yeah, let's go. It's time. Let's do it.
1: Are you ready?
0: One, two, three.
1: It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show.
2: Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three stories today, right around this time every day with his hero. I'm KCK.
3: Casey Casey. Well, uh, the invitation's out there. You want gotcha. to hang? We got college football. You want gotcha. to watch some? Co- no, stop. Got gotcha. you. Stop saying that. Stop. Yes, stop. Are you going to
4: be around or not? Got gotcha. you. I'm ready. <laughs> three. <laughs> Evasive, isn't he? Golly. Yeah. Number three, mandatory drug testing for welfare in San Francisco. Apparently, uh, that, that's problematic. God damn, I couldn't even believe it. This is one of those weird things where you go, really? San Francisco Democratic
3: Mayor London Breed proposed mandatory drug testing and treatment for those receiving welfare. Oh, buddy. Okay. She offered a plan to tackle the city's homeless and substance abuse crisis. The initiative would require those suspected of substance abuse problems who want to receive money to undergo mandatory drug testing, and if they're test positive, then a treatment program. Okay. Those who refuse testing and treatment intervention would be ineligible to receive county-funded cash assistance. Man, didn't didn't take long for the left to go absolutely ballistic on London. I ain't London Bridge. stand
2: for it. Right? Yeah, that's what they said.
3: They're out of their minds right now, jumping up and down, heads on fire. How dare she? These people have problems. They don't want to be addicts, but they don't know what else to do. They're going to starve and blah, blah, blah. So, anyway. You
4: know, I remember like years ago that the whole thing was like alternatives to incarceration would be things like treatment options and whatnot for drug addicts and. And there was some information and some data that would support that as a cost savings measure if you're actually treating the problem versus just incarcerating somebody. Yeah. Um, but now it's just incentivize people to yes. stay on the streets, to stay hooked on drugs, and th- apparently now they're entitled to get government money while doing those things. Yes. Yeah, yeah you and, need and sanity. The thing is, this, yeah. isn't,
3: this isn't some far-right, you know, nut. This is London breed.
2: Exactly. But again, you bring up anything common sense, you're racist. <laughs> you're xenophobic. And again, you're African-American, African-American, you're, yes. I don't know. Uh, whatever it is to try to get people on drugs clean, what would you call that? Um, something phobic, drug phobic? Right. Uh, Attic-phobic? Uh, killjoy. I don't know. Yeah, You're whatever. They make up some other word. Okay. Keep letting your city go to crap. I don't know what to this tell is. You.
3: This is a crazy story because I, I couldn't believe it when I read it.
2: Yeah. London Breed's
3: proposing this? Yeah. Really? We're getting closer and closer to number one. Right.
4: Scott Robbins, the top three of the day. Two. You're telling me there's a court ruling that says that trans people are not oppressed? This is the, the Tennessee, the ban on child sex changes
3: that was upheld. In court the 6th Circuit Court of Appeals reversing a district court's preliminary injunction on the ban on Thursday in the opinion of the judge he said that transgender people are not politically powerless addressing of not. Adder- addressing claims from the activist that the law deserves heightened scrutiny due to the perceived oppression of transgender people so the judge said hey Whatever may have been true in the past about our society's treatment of individuals with gender dysphoria, some of it surely isn't true today. It's difficult to maintain that the democratic process remains broken on this issue at this moment. The President of the United States, the Department of Justice, supports the plaintiffs. A national anti-discrimination law, Title uh, VII, also protects transgender individuals in the employment service. You can't discriminate. Fourteen states have passed laws specifically allowing some of the treatment sought here. 20 states have joined the brief in support of the plaintiffs. Who is being discriminated against? Get out of my sight.
2: Well, yeah. It's protecting kids.
3: That's what it's about. Matt Walsh, who kind of started this whole thing, said this is huge. Our ban on child mutilation has been upheld. When the bill was passed, trans activists gloated that they would easily get it overturned in court. Who's gloating now, you child-butchering ghouls?
2: (laughs) You know, you go back and you think about it. The first time he reported on Vanderbilt, Mm -hmm. and people thought, is this real? I mean, and then you're actually hearing the recordings of these people talking about how much money they can make off of this. And then the Children's Hospital in Boston, and they were denying, we don't do any of this er, until the evidence is there. We we do and we should. Yeah, It's gender-affirming care. But It's crazy, this man. This judge
3: is like, are you, are you serious? Yeah. That's good. Discriminated against? Really? Yes. Okay. okay. And the countdown continues. So Scott Robbins trifecta. One.
4: Whoa. David's nothing. mic is off. Ah, number one. Sorry about that. I was, okay. I was, I was, I was enjoying it I saw your mouth me. moving and
3: nothing was coming
2: out. I, I thought perhaps for a minute there, I thought I was seeing the light. It's like, <laughs> this is how it ends.
4: Right. <laughs>
2: Well, and I'm sure you're probably thinking, "Hey, clarification that wasn't Scott on that one."
4: <laughs> no, I oh no, I didn't. No, no, that, that, that it, was me. That was yeah, that was, was me. Um, not Scott on the monkey buttons. Not me. No, uh, Dave, that was David today. I am
0: just
2: a man, anyway, <laughs> Any excuse to Play that song again. <laughs> we all do monkey buttons on the show once in a while. That means I can play Monkey Man again from the Stones. Yeah.
4: I'm going to do it. Okay, that's good. okay. All right. glad it was uh, him this time. Yes. <laughs> Skid Row. I'll give you that, too. All right, go ahead, David. Sir. Colin Kaepernick has gotten some interest from an NFL team.
3: Yeah, he may have a shot after all of getting another chance in professional football. It may not be the NFL, though. I was waiting. I was oh, waiting right. for the punchline. Okay, yeah, sorry. Each team in the CFL can claim exclusive CFL rights of up to 45 players by placing them on their negotiation list.
2: Players, Canadian Football League?
3: Yes. So this isn't the United States either. No, it's not. Players can be added, removed, or traded. It's, it seems now that Colin has, in fact, been put on one of their lists.
2: Wait a second. As a possible
3: had... player on the BC Lions. This has come up before. He wasn't interested. He's still not interested, apparently. Oh, no. You can't score any points there. I was just going to say, one. He would actually have to go oh, play. Would, yeah, exactly. That's not what he's, he's after. He's got no interest in being signed with anybody. He just wants to complain about not being signed with anybody. And then the knuckleheads will come out again and defend him. Cap! And it won't be because he hasn't played since 2016. It'll be. Why? Because everyone is
0: racist!
2: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Yep. And And there you have it. Yeah. I know there was another story you didn't have time for. It was brutal, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah. What happened at the school... Where the trans student, so a biological male, beats? Beat the car tra- out, out of girl. a girl.
3: This was in Hazelbrook Middle School, school in Oregon. Yeah, tiger trans-
4: tualatin yeah. district.
3: Yes. Yeah. Transgender student violently assaulted a female student. There's a video of it in the hallway. Did
4: you see the video, David? I did. There's this- actually a couple of videos now. The same oh, dude man. doing it a couple different times. The male student identifies as a girl was seen
3: grabbing the female student's hair and punching her in the face, and the video's everywhere now. the boy if that walks away daughter the boy walks away, call. leaving the girl sobbing. She finally gets to her feet, panicking so bad that she says she can't breathe. Oh yeah, this crap has got to stop if that's your daughter
2: that got beat up oh. like that, oh dude, yeah, yeah, Man. oh yeah,
3: well. <laughs> And again, yeah. it, bad things would happen immediately, and I'm not so sure I would stay out of jail.
4: Oh, I think there are a lot of people that feel the exact same way. Wow. Well, you, know, you know what the, uh, the headline is from the Oregonian on this story? Oh, I can't wait. Video of Tualatin Middle School assault goes viral, sparking conversation about youth and social media. and and the reason they're even
3: saying that is because this was a planned attack yeah there's like a yes
4: yeah there's a trend and there there have been similar trends around the country where there's like people are stationed around with their cameras rolling and then there's some key phrase and then boom i think the the actual conversation though is like isn't that a isn't that a dude in a crop top like just wailing on a girl said by the way he's done
3: this two times before with other female students and he's still in school there. Okay.
2: Yep. And I do, man. I. There's a million things
1: that you would like to say. You know? Oh, and I, I agree. agree. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. But to
2: keep jobs, probably just wise to play Johnny. Johnny shows up every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for the trifecta, by the way. All right. We got to get to another news update. And then, of course, Nimrod's in the news, straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp.
4: Of course, uh, one of the big stories today was uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein passing away at the age of 90. Not exactly a surprise. She's been very sick and and senile and all of that for years now, and the Democrats and just the Washington machine in general is so evil that they wheeled her in to vote. (laughs) She goes to her home in DC and then dies last night. It was like, dang man, you can't even be back home in California that I don't understand that. I, I, I am not capable of wrapping my head around that mentality. And in in addition to that, you don't quite know because from all the reports,
2: And I don't mean this disrespectfully. She didn't know where she was. Mm -hmm. That's what you're to understand. No. So why wouldn't they put her in a place where she would be most comfortable?
4: Again, I don't know the answers. Maybe Maybe that is a good answer. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Well, another little wrinkle in this entire thing is that Dianne Feinstein was the tie breaking vote on the Judiciary Committee in the Senate, which approves judicial nominees before then going to the full Senate. Now, the Republicans will probably not allow her seat. Uh to be replaced by whoever uh, in, by whoever may be put out there by the Democrats, which means that under the current process, judicial nominees ain't going through for Joe Biden. Wow I, I saw one analyst say, this is Ruth Bader Ginsburg all over again, basically. I was going to say, you know what that reminds me of?
2: <laughs> yeah, the same oh, people yeah. freaking out. Like, right. you should have left a long time ago. Yeah. Wow, that's
1: something. All right, got to roll up. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
2: I love the poorly educated. Uh-huh.
1: All right. Uh-huh. Nimrod's the news.
2: We'll start in Texas today. An employee at uh, Popeye's he's 17. He got arrested. He fired seven shots at somebody in the restaurant's parking lot. So he was selling weed at work, and it was no, a drug deal man, gone wrong. Man. This one wasn't about fries or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was a guy in India, showed up at a hospital, said he's had a stomachache for over two years. Like, wow, finally came in. It turned out he'd swallowed more than 50 household items, including lockets, chains, nuts, bolts, and earbuds. Oh, my God. And that's Nimrods in the news. (laughs)